Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. Uh, another wonderful topic. Honestly, long overdue. We're going to be talking about Buffalo Trace today. I've got another full panel today. I've got Steven. Hello. I've got John. Hey, everybody. And I've got Todd. Hey. hey. Welcome, everybody. We have producer Jenny in the wings to uh, help us out with all of our logistics. She's waving. You can't see her wave. Um, this episode, I, I've dubbed it Intro to Buffalo Trace because we're going to talk about a few of the brands. It's an expansive lineup they've got. This is like what you would get plus a couple bottles if you went there to the distillery and did the tasting. This is everything you would taste there plus a couple. Now, have any of you guys been to the distillery? I have not. You haven't? I have not. No. It's, not, not yet. It's on the National Register of Historic Places. It's absolutely gorgeous. That we'll, seems legit to me. I mean, we'll have to go there and interview the, you know, the, the master distiller and... Freddie, you know, who gives the tours. Yeah. 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 We'll, have to, we'll have to get that invite one of these days. Yeah. But, well, uh, just go to the gift shop. That's where he hangs out. <laughs> uh, I mean, my favorite gift shop person is Grover over at New Riff. But, uh, <laughs> Jenny and I are big fans. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Buffalo Trace, they make a wide variety of products. Their distillery has a, a, a healthy-sized umbrella. Steve, what's your favorite Buffalo Trace product? You know what? I might not even, because of their healthy umbrella, mm -hmm. my favorite, I might not even know that they make it. It's Fireball. Oh, shit. Do they make Fireball? Well, Sazerac owns Buffalo Trace, and that's their biggest selling. Wait, then can I pick a Sazerac brand? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, like, hang on. Right? They make a cognac that is out of this world. <laughs> That probably does not uh, does fall not into the Buffalo Trace. Is that well, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, most drank, I'm going to have to say it's this number one, right? The benchmark? Yeah, well, that's all number eight, I believe. Benchmark. Yeah, old number eight brand. Yeah, our first, uh, first expression. That's probably the most of the Buffalo Trace products that I drank. I mean, you can't, really can't go wrong there. Uh, Buffalo Trace, established in 1775. Uh, if you go on their website, they've actually a really fun timeline of all the cool stuff that happened over the years. It's a lot. It was too much for me to put on here. Yeah. Um, also, just, that's kind of that's kind of misleading because the brand Buffalo Trace came around in the '90s, but they yeah. have lineage back that far, I guess. Yeah, they have a, a lot of uh, stuff with you know E. H. Taylor and uh, a variety of other people. Um, a lot of brands. Like just looking at their site right now, it's like two dozen brands. Yeah, they've got they've got on here. If you look at their unmatched history, which I recommend anybody who's interested in Buffalo Trace, it starts back in 1771 and it goes all the way to present day. I'd love to know what brand are they tracing back to 1771. Oh, that was just uh, Daniel Boone walking through the town oh, and yeah. deciding whatever. Uh, just finding know, pools of whiskey in, that used to form yeah. Kentucky naturally. In 1775, Hancock and Willis Lee established Lee's Town north of Frankfurt along the Kentucky River, now home to the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, in 1792, Kentucky became the 15th state in the Union. I mean, that's the kind of... Uh, Is that the kind of history that history they, they claim? Teach <laughs> but uh, it does get a little more specific later on with um, like the, the time E.H. Taylor Jr. invested 70 grand in 1872. Well, he was well known Mindo. for being far in debt. Yeah, and oh. I, I, I went to that crazy castle of a distillery that castle he built. Yeah. yeah, it's he spent a lot of money oh, on yeah. that. A small fortune at the time. Yeah. But, it is beautiful, though. No, yeah, a, you know a a storied history. I mean, they have warehouse A and B were built in 1881. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they have you know in 82 lightning strikes and burns the uh, OFC distillery in the Great Fire. Yeah, it turns out 
Alcohol and lightning, it's not a winning combination. Mm, bourbon's greatest curse. Yeah. In 1885, Warehouse C was constructed. I mean, anyway, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the 1800s here at this distillery or the lineage of this distillery. Parker, what's your favorite Buffalo Trace product? Oh, man, that is a tough one. Uh, if I had to pick one thing, I guess Pappy 15. Mm-hmm. Easy. 15 year, that's, but you only uh, drink it with Coke. That's so weird. I mean, yeah. You know. Well, no, he adds a lime. Oh, right. To it's, make it's it classy. 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 Yeah. Right. And a lot of ice. So lot, much ice. I mean, full glass ice. It's weird ideally like crushed ice. ice. Yeah, it's like crushed ice. Yeah, yeah so totally. I want quick yes, The most surface area possible touching. Mm-hmm. The, it's uh, a happy ice. julep. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he likes what he likes. Hey, taste is subjective. But uh, we we do have today, there was one note on them. They are the oldest continuously operating distillery in America. That's cool. Which is kind of cool. What? That's what they say. I'm sorry, John. It's not Old Forester. I know you wish it were. <clears throat> we love Old Forester. It's fine. I'm wondering about what That's happened. It's not today's profession. topic. Do we have a lawyer that can do some fact checking? Yeah. Ooh, if only a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. That is an interesting question. But were they able to stay open with like the pharmaceutical license? Right. I'm assuming. I, I think they were one of the four distilleries that yeah, stayed but, open. So the, the thing that you always learn on the Buffalo Trace or the uh, Old Forester tour is that they're the only one that's still producing whiskey to this day. So it makes me wonder. Interesting. Yeah. They must have been mm. making some, they were probably making hand sanitizer during Prohibition. And, uh, yeah, they were still operating that. though. Yeah. Okay. That, that would be a, uh, I mean, we don't know that. Like, I'm just putting that out there into the ether. And they call it, they do a tribute to tradition and thoughtful experimentation with all the different brands they have under their umbrella. Eh. It's toasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have today, uh, six expressions of various, uh, Buffalo Trace items. Um, starting with, as Steve mentioned, the uh, benchmark, old number eight, with a fa- uh, you know f- favorite of the show. Um, Can't miss quintessential face and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Does anybody think this looks like old number seven by a certain other distillery? Nope. Good. Nah, this not is even old. Close. Mc- oh yeah, this is McAfee's benchmark too. There you go. Good to know. Um, let's, let's let's dig into this first expression, but first, just a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. So we've got Benchmark in front of us, old number eight. Um, I encourage everyone to check out our episode on the entire Benchmark collection. They have uh, single barrel, top floor, full proof, small batch. There's one more I'm forgetting. The, the one we're drink- drinking right now. Oh, yes, now. the regular. Um, top floor, is it like only taken from the yes. top floor of the Rickhouse? It is. It's made of fire. And honestly, though, if you fi- they, it's not available here in Illinois, but if you go in Indiana, they've got it. And it's not expensive though. You, like the top, okay. the top floor, it's like twenty dollars. Okay. I think the most Does expensive it, bottle is the foolproof, and maybe it's twenty-eight bucks. Sounds like benchmark to me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to give it's, that a listen. And, it's uh, a wonderful lineup. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. But this guy in front of us here uh, comes in at eighty proof, and you can buy it at your local local store for about eleven bucks, <laughs> which is probably its second best quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's got that mash bill, John. Yeah. That, that Buffalo Trace match bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unburdened by the age of Buffalo Trace. See, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's solid. For $11? I, you can't, right? Like, that's... It's, really, it's tough to beat. I mean, I personally, I am a fan of the other black short bottle that's in the similar price range, but... They're now, damn near ex- interchangeable. Joke side, are we talking about Evan or are we talking about Jack? Evan. Okay, yeah. Make that your that good point. Well, because when they're I'm, all very similarly shaped and labeled, I was joking that that um, benchmark label looks a lot like old number seven Jack Daniels and it's old number eight. 
but I'm shocked they haven't been sued. But well, hold on—is it possible? And I don't—I don't remember the background on this, but like the old number seven was because it was like the seventh distillery or something, whatever. And uh, is it was it the eighth one? I mean, I don't know. Recipes, you know. Also, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been an objective legal memo written about the cease and desist that one company was going to send the other one. More at some importantly, point. John. What are you getting on the nose? What are you getting on the palate? Actually, I was thinking about this. I was really surprised. It's like green apple on the nose. And okay. I'm, it's very pleasant. Is this... Um, did we just open this bottle of Benchmark? We did. Wow. Today, fresh. I mean, a bottle of Benchmark, you can't expect that to just hang around. No, no, no. That's always... I pretty. usually throw away the cap. Yeah. You don't need it. Todd, what do you think? It's... I think it's good. I think it's 80 proof. Mm-hmm. And I think that works really well for it. Because it's, it's a little young in the nose, like corn comes through, but you get a little bit of like light butterscotch, but there's like, you don't get like any like funky youngness on the finish or anything. Yeah, It's, the pa- the, it's really the, drinkable. The taste is, yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't quite have that abrasion as a lot of young bourbons can have that just really kick you in the mouth once they hit the palate. I will say it does not taste like what I remember Buffalo Trace tasting like. So it'd be interesting. Even though it's the same distillate, right? It's still the same mash bill, I think. I mean, honestly, for the price, it's fantastic. Yeah, I just can't get over that. Like, yeah, it's like, hey, I got I got twelve bucks in my pocket. I need some bourbon. You're not going to be upset about it, no. But yeah, as far as the tasting notes, though, yeah, I, I get a little bit of a the hint of that caramel, maybe like a hint. It is a little bit for me, like sweeter than an Evan. Or, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Something other in the similar price range. It has a, a lot of sweetness to it, but not in a bad way. It's... Yeah. So now we're moving on to try Ancient Age, which is pretty much 90 proof. Probably same mash bill, I'm pretty sure. Ancient Age is actually what the Buffalo Trace Distillery, where it sits today, that was the Ancient Age Distillery. So they kind of inherited that, so to speak. Well, you know, inherited, bought, bought, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, so... Capitalism rules. Yeah, I mean, like, it who's does, they? Though. Like, Sazerac, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, the, who owns the portfolio brands? This is 90 proof, John? Yeah. Uh, it's distilled from corn, rye, and malted barley. So, speaking of that, so there's two main bourbon mash bills. At Buffalo that, Trace? That Buffalo Trace does. The benchmark was mash bill one, which is the low rye mash bill. And then this is mash bill two. Which is the high rye. Interesting. So other high rise would be Rock Hill Farms, Elmer Tooley, Blanton's. Is that what they refer to as? That's Mashbill number two. Okay. Okay. And then Mashbill one is your Eagle Rare, George T. Stagg, E.H. Taylor. Okay. And Buffalo Trace. It does smell very different from the last one. It does. A little more of that spice in the nose, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Really, that Mm -hmm. rye spice does come through and it. That would make sense. It's kind of like a fall, kind of like a, almost like a baked good, buttery kind of. That tastes very different. Hmm. Producer Jenny saw me a little lemon, a little orange on the nose. Yeah. Mm. I get a little bit of clove on like the back end of the palate. I could, I could see that yeah. clove. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. get the clove. That's got to be that rye influence. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. You said Actually, natural number two is the high rye. I like that. I'm Straight gonna, up, I kind of like that better than the uh, benchmark. I'm like, gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. Really? Really? Yeah, I am. I I don't mind either of them, but that benchmark, I feel like something about it just hits me the right way. And 
that's fine. That ancient age is fine. But I, if you, if I was blind tasting that, I would, I would pick the benchmark. Do we know what ancient age goes for? Is it? You can find it on the shelf somewhere. I don't. I haven't seen it lately. Really? Hmm. It, I'm, I'm sure it's not expensive. Is it hard to get? I didn't think so, but maybe. I mean, I've seen it probably. Like Kentucky, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it lately around here, but uh, I imagine it's inexpensive wherever it is sold. Mm-hmm. An ancient age is the one with does it have the stars on it, and it used to be a ten-year age statement. Well, there's ten star ancient ancient age, and there's yeah. Do you know what I'm talking of, about? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, they had a. a I feel like it used to be age stated, which would sound familiar for things that drop their age yeah but i think that there were different like levels of it kind of like you know there's old fitzgerald and very old fitzgerald and stuff like that that's there used to be integrity (laughs) now it's all lost it's all gone next up we've got the flagship of the the titular Mm -hmm. buffalo trace now this is a this is a single barrel of it right or a small batch uh, yeah, this is a pick. I uh, I sadly did not have any regular, but your Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Um, so Buffalo Trace. This, this is a, a a pick that our local grocery store did, but I feel like it's going to be close enough to the the norm that we can uh, at least talk is it about a it. Jewel pick. It is. It is. But uh, yeah, Buffalo Trace comes in at ninety proof. Um, around 28 bucks a bottle nowadays, I think. I'm sure it varies by a couple bucks here and there, wherever you're at. But uh, sadly, not as available as it should be. But usually, like once yeah. a month, it'll show up and you can yeah, buy reason- some. Yeah, reasonably priced, but like abstractly allocated. Abstractly, like, snatched well, up. Well, it's, it's more, yeah, it's less that it's... Allocated. It's more that it's just more people want it than they have of it. I mean, that's the problem. Like it used to be, you could it would come in, it would last for three weeks, would be be out of it for a week, and then they come back in. Now it's it's sold out in four days, and you got to wait a month. Same amount of stuff comes in. Everybody wants it. Hey, good on them. They're making they're making their money. Lord knows, you know. I hope that they need it. Yeah, the lack of um, availability. I hope is due to them not willing to like decrease the age of the product, and they're still putting out the same amount. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I mean that's consistent. That would be. I would like that. It smells as really opposed good. to like market manipulation. Yeah. Of creating a disparity or like a creating scarcity. Oh man, that's be a capitalist move though. It, it I think would they, be. they have enough brands that they're. Maybe doing that. They probably don't need to also do that with Buffalo Trace. That's a good point. You would think, right? Like, you would George as the next Dag, one that's coming up. Now, this is back to Mashable 1, right, Tom? Yes. Yeah. What do you guys get? I get some cherry. I like that. Yeah, like fresh. I can totally fresh see Fresh cherry. Yeah. yeah. A lot less spice going on. Mm. Can I give an unpopular opinion? Shoot. It's just okay. It's fine. I, I at first I thought this would be like my cocktail pick. I, I'll tell you why I like this for cocktails, by the way, and just historically I've enjoyed this. Is that because it's like I think the best way to describe that. And there's some stuff going on there, but it mo- it's a little, a little plain, a little muted. Yeah, which I think can be good for cocktails if you are making an interesting cocktail. So the the bourbon does not 
um, overpower, o- overpower the whatever else the modifiers. You're yeah. yeah, like if you're using mm-hmm. really funky vermouth or yeah, you can really let the other ingredients in the in the cocktail shine, and but still get the alcohol you want. So like maybe like a boulevardier, but not like an old fashioned, because I feel like an old fashioned this would just be boring. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, like the variety of cocktails. I don't know. Todd, what do you think? I think this particular single barrel, it's a little bit more muted mm-hmm. than the blended Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Like that blended Buffalo Trace actually has a little bit of a punch to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, rem- I think is. I remember Buffalo Trace being bitier. Than and this. that works better in cocktails mm-hmm. than this particular bottle would, because I think this might just be like a little too like delicate. Agreed. Yeah, that's what I, I was trying that, to say. I guess as a single barrel, that's probably okay. Yeah, it's. It's a little off profile. I mean, that's that's cool. That's kind of what you're looking for. I get a little bit of baked goods on the palate, but not a whole lot. It's just kind of easy drinker. Yeah, I will. I will say some of the other picks they did were were very good. I can agree though um, on baked goods, but just in general on Buffalo Trace, on Everyday Buffalo Trace, I have always felt it's a pretty good cocktail bourbon because it doesn't overly overpower you with any one note. Um, so when you run out of Pappy and Coke, you go to Buffalo Trace and Coke. I mean, yeah, yeah. If I don't have anything else, yeah. Um, I will say I thought that of the three we've had is I think it's consistent it's better like it tastes more interesting to me I mean yes because for you would hope so it's like two and a half times the price of the benchmark so I hope it's a little bit better yeah yeah it's I hate to say it but it's fine yeah so now no, John let me pose a question to you a gun to your head Buffalo Trace or Old Forester Signature oh Old Forester Signature 100% you don't need to put a gun on my head which is great. Nobody should rush out and buy a bunch of Old Forester Signature. <laughs> um, so we're, we're trying Eagle Rare now. 10-year age statement. Mm-hmm. On the back, though, so that is if that they need the, to drop it, they can. Is that the first of these that actually has an age statement? Yeah. An age statement of 10 years is just becoming so uncommon. It's... That it's like, amazing that they still have it on this. It well, really is, and that they've kept their price point. Granted, it's impossible to find. But they retail, have it. Though. They've, but like, it's, it's, it's got a little. Up. But uh, yeah, but it's under forty. Yeah, yeah, for a ten year. But like, if, if you look at any list of like the best ten year bourbons for you know like, I'm not including like Old Rip Tenor, but uh, that's always in the top three. Yeah, it's it's them, Henry McKenna, and uh, Russell's mm-hmm. ten year. Only one that's of those. Fun. Uh, like thirty seven dollars, maybe nowadays. It's uh, but yeah. Again, the issue is less the price and more. It's just kind of harder to find, and they still make as much as they used to make. It's just everybody wants it now. Yeah, don't be the person who goes in the liquor store asking for the old rare right away. And yeah, just you know, put put a couple other things in your basket first. It's free advice. Russell's ten. It's great. Bullet ten. Favorite of Todd's. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the yeah. What are you guys getting on the nose? I love the nose of this. Yeah. Oh, there's a, a, yeah. There's just, I think there's just more going on. Like I get some of that rye spice. I get leather. I'm getting the earth, earth tones, leather, tobacco going on. Producer Jenny pointed out honey. Yeah, I can see that. It is, mm-hmm. it's a really complicated and interesting nose. It is. Oh yeah, that's fun to, that's just fun to sniff. I'm gonna be honest. It's got um, it's got a licorice anise taste to it that um, I definitely get that licorice. It's like more medicinal than I remember it being. I don't love it. And um, wait, uh, producer Jenny, a little bit of black pepper. I do get a licorice that I'm not used to. 
Mm-hmm. Or anise, or... Yeah. It is a new bottle. Yeah, I think that um, with that bottle opened up a little bit, it'll be better. I actually can't help but agree with you, like... A little spice in the back I, end, too. I recently had a different bottle of Eagle Rare, like, just several days ago. And it had a slightly different profile. And I think it just, it, it had been open for a week or so. Yeah. Let some of that, some of that air get to it. No, don't get me wrong. Like when I first started drinking bourbon, uh, probably like seriously, like five years ago, Eagle Rare was probably one of my favorites. It was easily, I mean, I bought, that was like my go-to nice sipping bourbon. Um, yeah. I've, I've historically been a fan of Eagle Rare as far as the Buffalo Trace lineup goes. Um, yeah, this bottle's not as good as I remember. Right. But I think Same. maybe there is a... a I, it's still my favorite out of the ones we've tried so far, I, I will say. I'd agree with that. That's pretty... That is solid bourbon right there. I think when when you're somewhat new to bourbon, this would get you really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, bless his heart, uh, is just now getting into some higher-end spirits. And he, he sent me a text a couple of weeks weeks ago like... I just tried this bourbon in Minnesota. It's called Eagle Rare. Have you ever heard of it? Like, yeah. Like, ah. where can I get it? Like, you you can't. Just I'll, I'll try and find it for you. Pop, I love you. Yeah, like, I got a guy. But also, could you not? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He, reminds quick me of, disappointment. Reminds me of my cousin told me he only drinks Blantons, and I'm like, have yeah. you tried Four Roses? Like, <laughs> right? Yellow label. It's like, really me, good. I'm like, let me buy some Four Roses small batch. Like, he's like, oh, that's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it is. And available. Yeah, and half the price. Yeah, and you're, yeah. But you don't get a cute little horsey thing. So next up, we do not have anything with a horsey. We do have, though, E.H. Taylor Small Batch. It's a bottle and bond, so coming in 100 proof. Uh, retails for 45 bucks if you can find it. Another another one of those. So everything we've tried has been Mashbell 1 except for that H&H. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And wait, so this is also Mashbell 1? Yes. Which is interesting because the Eagle Rare, I got a little more spice on it. Yeah. So I would have I would have thought it was higher rye. Um, I also got more spice on the Eagle Rare. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's just the barrel doing its thing. Very possible. I will say that um, my first experience with E.H. Taylor was I had never heard of it before. I saw it on the shelf at uh, a liquor store here in Chicago and bought a bottle of it and was so excited about it. I immediately went back to buy another bottle of it because it was just that was that took Eagle Rare's place uh, in terms of my favorite uh, bourbons at the time. I mean, dollar for dollar, this historically has been one of the better bottles you're going to find for that price. Unfortunately, it's just so hard to find nowadays. But uh, for 45 bucks, it's fantastic. This is like a nice little... What are you guys getting? I'll say, I um, I find it to be kind of a vanilla and like cherry. And like, that's pretty common. But I know people get on people for saying marzipan, but like... I honestly you do love saying smell Marzipan. that. I say it like once every seven episodes, and I do. I, I, I it tastes. It smells like a French baked good, like mm-hmm. a kind of getting some toffee. Yeah, yeah toffee's a good. Toffee's toffee is good, but I do get French pastry, yeah. like specifically like with a, a heavy like, butter influence, like a beignet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love good beignet. 
oh, it does smell just delightful, mm. right? Like when I when I think of bourbon, these these are the things that creep into my head. That's exactly what I think. I think that this is like your like best example of a his like a proud bourbon. Like, yeah, traditional. Like this be... is this is not a new riff on an old tradition. This is old tradition doing old shit. Bourbon flavored bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highest then, proof that we've had so far. Hunter proof, bottle oh, and bond. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's funny on the back it says distilled aged and bottled by the old fashioned copper distillery uh, rather than Buffalo Chase or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. The. I get a better for me compared to like the Eagle Rare. That has a much more pleasant mouthfeel. Like it has a, a lovely viscosity and really just the one of the smoothest finishes for a bourbon that I've ever had. Yeah. It's just easy drinking. What's great about the small batch too is that, I mean, there are a lot of iterations of E.H. Taylor. There's the single barrel, the barrel proof, the... Uh, and then there's every year there's a highly sought after release, but the small batch is just like, uh, for, I mean, it's as, I mean, I know it's harder to find than a lot of bourbons, but it's the easiest to find of the EH Taylor lineup. And mm. for the price and for the taste, it's probably the one that's just worth going for. I mean, really, that's what I think. Comes in a tube. Yeah. Right. That's always fun. Also, I just feel compelled to say it. Not a kernel. Mr. Right. Taylor. Yeah. He's a Kentucky Colonel. Yeah. One of those. The I just I just love the eighteen hundreds and the ability to be like, I'm a doctor. Did you go to school? Like, no, but I have it on my, you know, cart. Yeah, but like Kentucky says, Colonels are still a thing. People still get Yeah. Uh, but it's like being knighted but lamer. Well, also it's like misleading because, you know, when you're knighted and you're sir so and so, like you know that what that means. But when someone says that Colonel E. H. Taylor wasn't in the military you're like well what did he do for kentucky distilled whiskey right which you mean which not nothing right no it's important yeah and you know was like a what's the word entrepreneur yeah invested and honestly if he was in the military around that time he may have been fighting for the wrong side now would you guys be terribly upset if i added a surprise round to this tasting depends on what it is because that, that Van Winkle 12 year is just eyeing me crossways from the counter behind you. Here's my problem with that. Mm-hmm. Two things. One, obviously it's not an intro to Buffalo Trace, but here, it's also not technically owned by Buffalo Trace. It's not. It's owned by the Van Winkle family still. I'm just so curious how it compares to the, that E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. I'm happy to. I'm happy to. I mean, I don't think anyone here is going to. No, Parker, I won't drink your Van Winkle 12 year. JK. Sure. I'm very curious how it compares to. That weeded bourbon that's... Because uh, everyone everyone just has all those things in the same category and thinks it's all the same stuff. And I'm just curious how that compares to like an E.H. Taylor. I think we have to do it. I've sure, actually yeah. never had it. Oh, now we definitely now need to do it. Oh, yeah, okay, that's... Yeah, that yes, the obviously yeah. we're doing it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to get into this uh, Van Winkle 12 year. But first, quick break. And we're back. We've got this... Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-year in front of us. Uh, Todd's got a, a thought on this. Go ahead, Todd. I, I was joking. I'm just excited. To, <laughs> uh, I'm excited to jump What in. makes this reserve so special, Parker? Well, according to the website, it's a perfect combination of age and proof. 
12 years of aging, a proof of 90.4, just the right, in creating a very pleasant drink of whiskey. Oh, that's interesting, because a lot of the Van Winkle lineup and Pappy is like 107, right? So this is kind of nice. It, yeah, it yeah. kind of jumps up and down. So the, the 10 year is 107, and then this one is 94? 90.4. 90.4. Mm-hmm. And then for the Pappy 15 year, it jumps back up to, I think, around 107 again. And then for the 20 year, it jumps back down to around 90 proof. Oh. So I don't really know the rhyme or reason behind that. It's kind of my, unusual. But. My guess would be flavor, right? Like just certain certain age and profiles happen yeah. at different stages of the process. I mean, you do often find that the... More aged bourbons, they get more of that barrel influence. You do have to proof it down just to tame down the oak. Mm-hmm. But to jump around like that, there must be something else going on. What do you think? I assume they know what they're doing. I assume Does it's the whiskey fairy doing its thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's no way. That was just you smoking a cigar with wings on. Yeah. I, it was very obvious when you snuck into my room. Oh, shit. <laughs> you shouldn't smoke in Parker's place. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, you're not getting that security deposit back. <laughs> what do you guys think of the nose? Christmas. Producer Jenny gets caramel or caramel, depending on where you live. Um, I'm getting it's uh it's real it's real fruity, it's real floral it's spring. I get a little bit of mint. Yeah, I, I get a little bit more of these yeah, brighter flavors than what we were used to. Mm-hmm. What's funny about the mint mm-hmm. is, because it's a weeded bourbon, there isn't any rye in it, so it's kind of wild. Hmm. So, yeah, no rye in this? Just, uh... Yeah. It's the first... It, so the Van Winkles, I think, at Stitzel Weller, they were like the first bur- weeded bourbon, right, in like 1937. And then everything that's come from that is, you know, that they, they were the first to use wheat as a flavoring grain in bourbon. Yeah. Corn, wheat, and malted barley. And so, I mean, great combo. I mean, the malted barley is just there for like enzymes. It's like and if I had rye, it would be a four grain. Right, which is hard to do. In- incredibly hard to do. And when it's, people pull it off, it's easy to do badly. I've <laughs> yeah, noticed. okay, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> I guess. It's really easy to fuck that up. The, uh, as speaking of the E.H. Taylor lineup, that four grain is probably the only one that I know that is good. And it's not just good, it's exceptional. It is exceptional. Anything that you guys are picking up on predominantly? A little of that, like cocoa. Oh. A little bit, just a little bit. I'm still getting something brighter. It's almost coconut, something tropical almost. It's really Mango. balanced. I'm mm-hmm. like baking spice. Yeah, yeah producer get, Jenny said baking spice. I we, agree. I get some baking spice. I it, get. There's complexity to this, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Todd, would you, would you say it's perfectly balanced? As all it things is. should be. It is perfectly balanced. Fantastic. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is sipping whiskey right there, right? Oh, like oh. it needs nothing to accent it. I don't even want a cigar with that because it would ruin it. Splash of ginger ale. Oh yeah, yeah. well for sure. Or, you know. Coke, splash yeah. of lime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, no, if I, in, I leave it with Old Rip. I don't do that with Pappy Twelve. Gotcha. I wouldn't call it complex though. I think it's balanced, but I'm not getting a lot of. I'm getting a lot of very traditional bourbon kind mm-hmm. of caramel and like. You know, you get a really hunt for the subtleties, but I'm just getting something that's really well-rounded that yeah. t- tastes I, great. Yeah, I just think – I don't think it's the most complex I've ever had, but I do think there is enough going on that it keeps me interested. Yeah. It's not just one – it's not a one-note. It's not a one-hit wonder. At no. the end of the day, maybe you're not looking for something to like, you know, scratch your head over. 
Yeah, but it's it's got a, it's got three or four interesting flavors that I like exploring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not too bad. Thanks for um, having us try that, Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a new experience for me, and it really does, I think, just hit again. Classic, like what does weeded bourbon taste like? I, this is it. I will say this: um, we've often joked about how I have. Um, with a lot of like the Buffalo Trace lineup, thought that different mash bills entirely were still Buffalo, tra- like still E.H. Taylor or others. And there is like a consistency of, of something about yeast or something about this that tastes familiar, even though it's a completely different mash bill, like familiar to Buffalo Trace. Now, last up, we've got uh, dessert. We have the Buffalo Trace bourbon cream, which, which is which is 30 proof. So if you want a heavy pour, go for it. I was already drinking it in my coffee. This is kind of like an Irish cream almost, right? Something like, yeah. That's, I would say it's exactly like an Irish cream. Close, except it's with made bourbon. in America. Yeah, made in America. It's made, American cream. Made with Buffalo yeah. Trace bourbon. So Buffalo Trace is the base of this. Uh, it's got more of an edge than that Irish stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comes in at 30 proof. Uh, 22 bucks at your local uh, liquor store. Can you actually find this one? Yeah, it's yeah, everywhere. Uh, yes, it's <laughs> like literally everywhere. So I've actually recently seen this pop up in every grocery liquor convenient. Like if you if you have a liquor license, you've got this. So I'm mm-hmm. very curious as to see see if it stands up. Yeah, today is actually the first time I've tried this. So I'm you know I don't I'm not normally a bourbon cream guy, but maybe I am now. So, um, my stepmother, um, loves the bourbon cream and her favorite thing to do with it is she makes big ice cubes out of coffee and puts them into the bourbon cream and like lets it melt down into it. And that's like, I would fuck with that. Yeah. Just an idea. That's genius. Just just put a pin in that, John. Um, (laughs) but that's fantastic. I, I put some of this bourbon cream in the coffee I'm drinking. And it was just fine. It was great. Mm-hmm. As a creamer, um, mm-hmm. I bet it would go really well with that bourbon coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Only one way to find out, Steve. I mean, <laughs> God wills it. So what does this compete with? Like Kahlua? Um, I would say Bailey's. Bailey's, yeah. Bailey's yeah. a big brand. Um, There's a whole like wide array of these things now of, of Irish and bourbon creams. Um, Who else has a bourbon cream? Oh, like um, Old Ezra was uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like um, three others that I'm not thinking of right now. Yeah. I'm, you know what I was thinking? I was looking at this, like, like, and I was thinking it might be like an eggnog cream or, a, you know, like a whiskey eggnog, and it didn't taste like that. And then when I take a first sip, I was thinking, it's a little disappointed, but thinking about Bailey's, it's, you know. Yeah, I don't, I, I know people do drink this, like, on rocks or, like, with a really cute coffee ice mixture which i'm gonna try at some point that's not usually my jam with creams i gotta mix it with something but in coffee it's fantastic also i'd like to try this as a like a white russian variant Ooh, i feel like this has a lot of cocktail applications i yeah. did just throw in bourbon cream in the old Binny's website and there's a variety of responses um the brown jug bourbon cream we've actually had before we had that in a cocktail i think once but Jim Beam does one. Clark and Sheffield does one. Clark and Sheffield does one? Old Elk does one, which actually we've had before. 
at the distillery, which was great in that like milkshake concoction you got when we were there, Jenny. Um, Ezra Brooks, as I mentioned, and there's like a few other ones. So, Similar to ready to drink cocktails, I think everybody yeah. has their hand in ever expanding category. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Todd, what you think? It was good. Might be good in a chocolate martini. Fuck. Oh, oh wow! Or just, Ooh, with the or just put it in hot chocolate. Kohana chocolate rum. Holy shit! Can you do that? Is that legal? Yeah, I'm saying. I'm with bourbon. Sorry, are you gonna call the cops on us? What are you doing? No, no, no. Look, I'm, 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 loving, I'm, I'm loving these ideas of more booze because um, I'm used to yeah more like of a it's a coffee mixer, but like yeah mm-hmm. chocolate martini with like some espresso vodka and this. Let's go. Yeah, I could see a lot of cocktail applications. I mean, that's delightful. Yeah, but really, it just is like I drink it straight, put it in coffee. Find a cocktail for it. A strong cream note on that. Yeah. Port over ice cream. <laughs> mm. I, I, a I milkshake. Would say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in a milkshake. That's a good idea. Oh, like um, like Boiler Room has their uh, boozy ice cream. That kind of. Like, yeah. Exactly. Category. Exactly like that. Great stuff. All right, guys. What was your favorite of the Buffalo Trace lineup? Well, let's uh, start with John. For me, it has been and remains Colonel H. Taylor Small Batch. Yep. I'm gonna have to agree with that, and I used to used to kind of be an Eagle Rare guy. Didn't realize that was a part of the portfolio when we started this episode. But it's uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the perfect guest, uh, or per- right? Not even guest, but Chai Spirits guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I got to say that E.H. Taylor is just solid. Like hmm? uh, that that one stood out to me. Todd, what'd you think? Excluding the old rip, yes. Of course. Um, I was really impressed by that benchmark. Yes. That was great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of us. One, one of, of us. us. <laughs> so proud right now. He's uh, glowing. I, I, I am. I am. I would go um, E.H. Taylor and then God, that particular about Eagle Rare, I, maybe it just, does just need to breathe a little, but uh, I remember Eagle Rare being a lot better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that benchmark was great though. Yeah, yeah it, it, really it really is. It's so, incredible like, for eleven dollars. Yeah, just really mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. per ounce. It's really hard to fight. Honestly, that. like Jimmy White Label at seventeen dollars ish. Oh my god, they're would, out of their minds. No, I would I would take benchmark or um, Evan. Yeah, every day of the week. Over. I will say I think Buffalo Trace has a really good. I'm using this in air in scare quotes. Bottom shelf because they also have um, is it old charter or no? Um, yeah, we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's also that's like a. I think it's weeded. Maybe it's not. I thought it was, but that's also really really good. Yeah, I mean that's and it's like eight. It's like nine dollars. It's in, or maybe without tax in like New Hampshire it is, but yeah. it's definitely around the same price as Benchmark. And I gotta say, they do Buffalo Trace Distillery is really killing it on the quote bottom shelf. They they make a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, the bottom shelf's great. The medium shelf stuff is unfortunately really difficult to get. Yeah. Right. Actually, yeah, maybe that's the theme of this podcast introduction to uh, Buffalo Trace is that don't sleep on the Buffalo Trace bottom shelf stuff. Yeah. Like, get a bottle of Benchmark. Just try it. It's 11 bucks. Right. Try it. Cocktail with it. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Absolutely. Maybe we're not saying anything new. Maybe people already like go crazy for Benchmark. I I don't think so. So I've seen Ancient Age Limited One at stores before, and I'm like, what? How is that possible? Like, is that a joke? But no, it's actually like, it's very decent, especially for that price point. Mm. Oh, fantastic stuff. All right, guys. Well, that wraps us up today. I hope you learned a little bit about Buffalo Trace. I know Stephen did. 
I learned so much today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no mailbag today, but we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next time here at Shy Spirits, guys. Cheers. Cheers.